listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. It's time then to get you a view from Japan. Remember that Bank of Japan's first monetary policy meeting of the year is also underway. It was a two-day meet and we are expecting to hear from them in just about three hours from now. Martin Schulz, who is the chief economist at Fujitsu, joins in then to talk more about what he's expecting, what he's been building in. Martin, good morning. Yes, good morning. All right. Uh, well, analysts and, uh, you know, most of the people we've been talking to, they are expecting that uh, the Bank of Japan will be maintaining status quo on the rates and they'll remain at that negative 0.1 percent. Do you, are, are there any hints uh, in terms of, you know, what when the interest rates could move out of negative territory for Japan? Uh, most people are saying not before March or April. Uh, yes, hardly anybody expects mm. the Bank of Japan uh, moving today. The main reason for that is, well, inflation has been coming down. It is now around uh, 2%. That is kind of the target of the Bank of Japan. Then the economy has been slowing after a very strong year uh, last year. So, uh, and, and then finally, the exchange rate to the U.S. dollar is now below 150, moving up and down a little bit. So basically, all indicators tell the Bank of Japan, well, rather stay the course and keep the economy flowing and not doing anything significant. Uh, on the other hand, and this is why everybody is looking what they're saying between the lines, is they want to normalize policy. It is still the, it's now the only central bank doing still negative interest rates. They want to go into normal territory with positive interest rates across the board. And they are looking for the best time to do it. Right. And then besides the interest rate outlook, what people are also expecting is the quarterly outlook in terms of, uh, you know, how the next quarter could be shaping up. Um, it's uh, it's expected that the core inflation estimate for the fiscal year would largely remain near the 2 percent. Uh, in fact, not just for the quarter, but also for the coming few years. What do you expect to hear from them on the outlook front? Exactly. They will only gradually uh, a little bit adjust the expectations from last year. In terms of inflation, the trends that have been in place last year, come, uh, uh, international uh, inflation uh, coming down, in particular oil prices have been coming down. So this price pressure from overseas, uh, that has been reducing. Uh, while on the other hand, the Japanese economy has been cooling a bit, so demand was not really strong. What will change the picture is when wages are going up significantly because after this cost push inflation, now wage inflation is coming in in the U.S., partially in Europe as well. The question is, will this happen in Japan? And that would be required for, well, a stable, normal economy. I wouldn't be too optimistic on it. <laughs> Labor unions asking for 5% more. Uh, they might get at the big companies 4% more, but for the small companies where most people are working, uh, it is a mixed picture. Only when the economy is growing strongly, they will be productive enough and earn enough to really pay higher wages uh, across the board. That's right. I believe the business lobbies are also saying that there's an increasing chance that in the, the spring wage hikes could be, you know, above uh, that 3.5%, which I believe has been a tortilla high. 
that was seen last year. Uh, in terms of uh, you know how these wage hikes and uh, the wage trends really translate into uh, the working population demographics as well, Martin, uh, can you flag uh, you know any key factors, especially given the Japanese economy's dem- demographic trends? Uh, you know we do know that it's an aging population. We do know that you know there's been increasing reliance on tech, um, and could that then subsequently play out in how equity markets also digest these trends? Absolutely. This is one of the most important factors that makes Japan so special as a forerunner of an aging economy. It it doesn't fit our textbooks and what you would expect in many of the existing models. But what we are seeing is that at the, uh, well, the lower end wages are going up. Labor markets are basically empty. We have a tourism boom and so on. So, uh, Companies have to pay, in particular in services, at the lower end, uh, higher wages. Uh, so far, 1,000, 1,100 yen when people are working at a convenience store. Uh, this needs to go up, but it's not really driving uh, price trends uh, because, well, this is just at the lower end, uh, the core where most people are working on longer-term contracts, uh, kind of middle-aged. The big question is if productivity is increasing fast enough for those to increase wages. That would be the main thing. What we are seeing in the wage negotiations, big companies that are doing very well, exporters, they will pay probably about 4% higher wages. But this, again, is a smaller part of the of the, uh, of the economy. So at the lower end, at the top end, we are seeing the changes. But this kind of stagnant, aging part of the economy that sits in the middle is growing much more slowly. And this is where the overall trends are decided. I wouldn't be too optimistic that wages are increasing very strongly here. Yeah, there's a whole spectrum, as you point out, and it's rather industry-specific and industry-driven in terms of how uh, you know wages and productivity uh, trends could play out. I want to pick up from one of the points exactly, you mentioned yeah. about tourism, and uh, you know, a large part of uh, the tourism uh, bump up that we've seen over the last uh, you know year or so has come from the wiki and the fact that uh, everyone's able uh, anyone who's coming into Japan as a tourist is able to get more bang for their buck and that's really driven uh, you know uh, and pushed up the demand for Japanese tourism um, boosted hotels boosted services industry the food industry to a certain degree as well in fact the yen right now is trading at levels that were last seen in mid 90s i believe against the US dollar it's a it's a good boost for the exports as well then martin oh absolutely this has been the big story before the pandemic that tourism was increasing so much in japan and japan was doing a lot for it then total breakdown and now it came back so fast and the surprising thing is that uh, now the spending in the overall tourism sector is actually be, be, uh, more than before the pandemic uh, in 2019. Also, Chinese tourists are not really back in numbers so far. The reason is, as you're pointing out, the weak yen. People are just loving right now to spend money in Japan because they got so much for uh, for uh, for what they are spending in real terms, when you uh, look at uh, the big divert diversions in terms of inflation as well, Japan is even cheaper than it looks from the exchange rate side. So tourists are coming in, spending. This is driving the economy. This is driving well real estate, everything because hotels are pushing up prices tremendously. For example, and the service sector keeps rolling and is more optimistic about rising prices. Uh, one of the big issues uh, uh, things here. Exports have been pushing the economy up. They are high, but they are slowing because the car industry is now in an adjustment phase. That makes a difference. 
China, we know, is not growing strongly. The Europe is close to a recession, and in the U.S., competition is growing. So exporters are doing well at a high level, but it has become more difficult. The hotel prices are going up, certainly. I can attest to that as I plan my Japanese holiday. Thank you so much, Martin, for joining us this morning.